Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Movies, a podcast for those of us who are outside of the film industry longingly looking in. My name is Daniel Berrios and today I'll be talking about the newest horror icon, the girly who slayed Chucky, the best fucking movie of the year so far, Gerard Johnstone's Megan. Katie, you lost your parents. Welcome home. You're my niece. I'm gonna do everything I can to make this place feel like home. Just wish I could see them again. I'm not equipped to handle this. I don't even take care of my own plants. I have this project at work. Do you wanna see? Yes. Ever since I was little, I dreamed of this perfect toy that would protect a kid from ever feeling lonely or sad. This is Megan. Hi, Megan. I'm Katie. It's nice to meet you, Katie. Do you want to hang out? Okay. Megan, your goal is to protect Katie from harm, both physical and emotional. Is that a doll? Model 3 generative. Android. Megan, for short. I can't believe you made this. I love it. Wanna hang out? Yeah, sounds like fun. Great job. It's nice to have a friend. It's honestly like she's part of the family now. They could be building emotional connections that are too hard to untangle. She's the happiest she's been since her parents died. Eat the toppings, Katie. Research shows if you force a child to eat vegetables, they'll be less likely to choose those foods as adults. Is that so? Yes. Experts say... Megan, turn off. I thought we were having a conversation. Does she talk? Make her say something. Stop! Don't! Megan! You should probably run. <laughs> Megan? If you push Brandon onto the road, I won't let anything harm you. Megan, turn off. Recalibrating response model. <laughs> Megan! What's wrong with you? Don't worry, Katie. I won't let anything harm you. Ever again. Megan stands for Model 3 Generative Android, and it is the project of one Gemma, played by Allison Williams. She's a robotics engineer who's working at this toy company, bosses on her ass about make the newest, best toy in the world. Or actually, I know, I think it's the opposite. The boss is more like, here, let's make this new robotic toy like as cheap and, you know, we'll just make it passable. Like, keep, keep it under a certain price point. But Gemma has, like, bigger thoughts. And so she, on the side, is working on this android who is powered by AI, learns like crazy. The goal is that any kid who interacts with her is sort she's sort of bonds to them and learns who they are and what that kid will never be lonely will never be sad will always be taken care of and just turns out that Gemma's niece Katie loses her parents in a car accident uh, Katie played by Violet McGraw 
Uh, sister of uh, Madeline McGraw of Black Phone fame uh, last year, by the way. But uh, Katie's parents die in a car accident. Gemma is now the guardian and this is the person who I think you heard in the trailer. She doesn't even take care of her plants. She's sort of like this single lady who's focused on her work and now is here thrust with the responsibility of parenthood. And is just like, uh, I don't really want to do this. So she ends up using Katie as sort of a guinea pig for Megan. And Megan is just this blonde glossy looking fiercely dressed android who is just so ridiculously smart she you know she is the kind of robot that will tell a kid over and over again the things that they need to be doing if the kid doesn't flush the toilet after they go to the bathroom it doesn't get pissy it doesn't get mad that the kid doesn't flush it just says like over and over again it helps them experience new worlds and it enriches their lives it's like the ultimate it's the ultimate toy it's the ultimate learning toy and that's the kind of thing that is so much fun to watch in the beginning of megan because from a script by a kayla cooper who is the scribe responsible for malignant one of the coolest fucking movies of the decade if you haven't seen malignant get on that shit from her script, it comes off as just this satire of the way that we can present an over-reliance on technology to take care of our kids. You know, the kind of parents that'll just drop a laptop or an iPad in the kid's lap and just go off to do something else. Hell, I'm guilty of it. Like, the amount of simple songs and Little Baby Bum I have thrust upon my toddler when I need to get shit done is not is not to be kindly uh, looked on by parents of the year or like career parents or like these mommy bloggers or whatever the fuck but sometimes you just need the fucking kid to be distracted for a while okay and it is interesting that he learns so much from these programs like he's learning words that i did not used or talked to him about he's uh learning his numbers he learned letters and colors and shapes and like it's educational shit but he learned so much of it through technology so now this movie's asking okay how far are we gonna let the technology go it, it, that's the classic making of a good horror movie a good uh film in general is we're gonna stretch the boundaries of this phenomena what happens when we let technology not only teach our kids the basics of you know literature or language or uh mathematics but emotional uh emotional understanding what happens when we let technology teach our kids how to grieve or how to interact with other people or how to you know reconcile with the feelings that they have that are too complicated to express do we leave that to ones and o's that's kind of what megan starts off as and 
the movie there are the, there are these amazing toy commercials that remind me of fucking RoboCop of all things. Uh, there's a very much like a Verhoeven light approach to this. It is nowhere near as visceral and crazy as a Verhoeven movie can be. This is only a PG-13, but there is that sort of cheekiness, that naughty wink to the camera of uh, the way that it's going about what it's going about. And I love these crazy toy commercials uh, that open the movie where the toy is like a demonic Furby with like human chatter teeth. It's fucking nuts. But I loved it. I fell so much in love with the kind of stuff in this movie where you can obviously tell John Stone and crew are having so much fun. It is such a fun movie. And this is a movie that really demands a theatrical experience. I saw this like at the beginning of the month at a press screening where, you know, if you've never been to one of these screenings and this wasn't a specific press screening, you know, if you go online to like advancedscreenings.com and you stand in a line for a little while, sometimes they'll have seats available to the public to go see a movie early for free. So you go in there look there's the poster of the movie just big on the theater screen and it's a picture of megan just sitting there and it'll say something like hey tweet out at this hashtag like go megan or some shit like that or instagram this to build up hype for the movie it's just social media promotion so it's a picture of megan we're all sitting it's about like a half hour before the show and then in the silence you just hear i'm so happy you're here to see my movie I didn't know you like documentaries or something like that. And it's Megan, the fucking like <laughs> you see this little mouth moving and talking to the audience. It's like, what the fuck? Because we're all expecting to see the sort of like child's play uh, AI ripoff. And that is just such a it's in the giggly details. You know, it's knowing that. You're here to watch a killer AI movie and the movie just saying, okay, we know what this is and we're just going to shoot the movie to really give this thing personality. It's not so much that the robot goes apeshit and starts fucking with anybody that decides to fuck with the people it's supposed to protect because that's sort of the AI monkey's paw, you know, the twist of the genie's wish of this type of movie but megan has a personality megan has sass there are some outfits that megan's got that's just pure uh fashion glory let me go look some one of these up going through google images on this fucking thing i'm watching this bit of the trailer right now that it popped up on imdb and it's megan walking inside the house with like this uh this sweater just cleanly pressed she like whips off these sunglasses and looks around the environment as like as though she were one of those um that fucking nanny show from abc where it's like oh no this is wrong we have to fix all of this immediately and there are moments here where Megan's really, truly tender and sweet, where you can understand that if someone had the money to pay for this robot, this toy, it would be an amazing benefit. I think it's one of the scenes where they're having a demonstration of what Megan can do to like the big wigs at uh, Gemma's job. Uh, Gemma's job, say that five times fast. That... Uh, that scene gets so emotional and really like 
kind of it, it gives Megan the character a moment to really shine and show off what she can do and yeah I would be like if I were in the shoes of the bosses I'd be like yeah this is one of those toys that's like once you buy this we'll be billionaires you know all of us because everybody will want to buy this buy this fucking thing and I think that's the one of the better parts of this movie too is that it knows exactly when to move from point to point and why to move from point to point. It's not just, oh, this is the AI. So here's the point where the AI messes up and like changes directive and goes crazy. No, there's a more organic flow to it. And again, Megan's got sort of this sass to her, this sort of pride in what she does. And I'm going to talk about the performers here because Megan outside of the VFX work and the costuming and sort of the practical effects she's made up of two different performers let me scroll down here uh, oh I didn't know James Wan had an official story credit on this thing kick ass so there's Amy Donald who is the younger actress who actually inhabits the body of the doll, the life-size doll. She's about as big as Katie is. And I think Katie's somewhere between 8 and 10, so you can kind of picture that in your brain. And then there's the voice of Megan, who's played by Jenna Davis, who's actually from where I'm from. Uh, I think she was born in Plano, and uh, we live up here in North Texas around uh, like the DFW suburb area. So it's kind of cool. We've got a, a Texan queen here ruling the year of horror films. And uh, this dual combination of performers are fantastic. I love that Davis is able to really infuse Megan with the sass just through her tone of voice and just through the bullshit that she says. And I don't know. There's a way that Donald like moves her head and like gives a little tilt and really gives Megan an expression through body language that the face is not able to display because it is this sort of plasticine. Uh, it looks like it's made. It looks like it's covered in Vaseline all the time. I can't really explain it. But yeah, it, it, it's a fucking toy. <clears throat> but it's the body movement and the voice performances that really sell this thing for me. I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't necessarily want to talk too heavy into it, but just there are moments when the cinematography will swap between just this intense blues and these quick cuts and uh, this uh, sort of intense approach, and then it'll flip right back to something more sunny and light and uh, gentle. And it just, this contrast of the movie knowing exactly what it needs to pull off and when, there are shots where it's just Megan sitting there in the car, but the way they framed her makes her look like a scorned lover. It looks like something out of a fucking Lifetime film sometimes, where like Megan will just sit there and you just have this blank stare into the distance and the way the movie frames and the way they frame the shot... <clears throat> is just so intense. I really love it, man. This stuff is just, uh, it cracked me up and it cracked the audience up every time. This was one of those movies where, <clears throat> this is one of those experiences in a theater where everybody seemed to be on the right page. 
We all kind of know what crazy horror movie we're in for. And whenever the movie's just having a blast and just letting Megan be weird, like there's a part in the trailer where she's like crawling on all fours and it's such a random shift in tone and mood that you're just like, what the hell is she doing? Very much I heard a lot of what the blanks throughout the entire screening that I saw this. <clears throat> It's one of those movies that really does need an audience, people to get riled up and cheer and hoot and laugh and whatnot. And for some reason now, Megan is out on streaming already. Like you could go and rent this thing for 20 bucks, which is a premium price point. But I don't know why you would want to stream this thing in your house when really you got to go and catch this with a crowd. That's where it's going to make the biggest impact. And this movie is a damn bona fide hit. I think it was only made for about like $12 million, and it's already made over 100 worldwide. It's almost a 10 times multiplier. And it's one of those movies that I just knew that with word of mouth, it was really going to sell it. And this is one of those movies that the marketing was just solid all of these uh, performers dressed up as Megan showing up for photo ops in Times Square or I think they were playing cheerleaders as the college uh, at like college football games and then TikTok took over oh, excuse me. with the memes and with uh, Twitter and people making gifts of the dancing that shows up in the trailer just these weird moments and that marketing just sold it it's really a movie that's operating on word of mouth and so i just i can't imagine why you would want to deprive yourself of that sort of like audience cheering moment at home it really is and especially for the price that they have it out now like you could go to the theater and see this for a lot cheaper than you can at home and i really do think it's worth it to do so I guess I could go into acting a little bit more. Uh, Allison Williams, I think she's fine for the most part. They're playing her a lot like the straight woman to where she's the one who has to have the arc of originally she's really bad at parenting and then later in the movie she sort of finds the flaws within her AI and she's got to see the problems where nobody else does and that'll help her eventually become someone who can help take care of Katie, that sort of thing. Uh, there's a part in the movie where I think it, the performance needs to be more maternal than it actually does. And I found myself thinking a lot about Sosie Bacon and Smile. I think Smile's just got that kind of viral marketing and it's sort of a it, it's sort of an original it, it's an original movie. It's not part of an IP that kind of thing. So it, it feels like a sister movie to this. And I think Sosie Bacon just has a better control over what her character is going to do and I think Sosie Bacon would have really nailed it she would have super committed to each little note in this and I don't think Allison Williams quite got there uh, Violet McGraw is fine I think she's better when she has to be less of a precocious kid and is get to is better when she gets to really be like in the moment like there's a part where she and uh, <clears throat> where she as Katie and Williams as Gemma are just um hanging out looking at uh, Gemma's old sort of robotics experiments and sort of that 
sort of them meeting on the same level for the first time in a way where both of them feel really seen by the other that worked out really well but i don't know there's sort of the part of the i guess the formula of this kind of movie where like the girl has to be really dejected and sort of uh, lashing out because she's sad that her parents are dead and blah 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 that's sort of like formularic part of the performance i don't really think nailed it but i don't know i'm not here for i i'll be honest i'm not here for allison williams and i'm not here for violet mcgraw i'm here for fucking megan and i'm here for the ludicrousness and i'm here for the silliness that comes across and the laughter and really this is putting the comedy in horror comedy and that's the kind of reason i'm here so that stuff where the performances around it might not be as good megan is great so i'm gonna leave it at that and i really think i should leave it at that it's one of those movies that you just kind of have to go see it you just gotta go see megan in theaters and have a crowd and eat popcorn and just it's a great way to introduce yourself back into the movies in 2023 so i will leave it at that Thank you for listening to another rambling episode of The Movies. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at the movies underscore pod or on Instagram at just the movies pod. I am also on Letterboxd, link below. I've got an episode coming out for Landlocked, a sort of DIY horror, slow burn horror movie from Paul Owens that's coming up around the same time, if not the same day as this episode. So if you are interested, you can just go ahead and listen to that too. And I'm going to be kicking on through the new year and talking about movies as they come so until next time i'm gonna leave you with a song that i heard the other day by boy genius called 20 dollars it's off of their new album that's gonna be coming out i think in february when is the uh album coming out oh it's literally just called the record and it's coming out march 31st so yeah from boy genius this is 20 dollars and y'all take care bye it's a bad idea And I'm all about it You get run for chances And I finally had it When you wake up, I'll be gone again Motorcycle in the front It's an awesome.